this heaven? No. It's Iowa. One man born in the great white north, so powerful and strong, he is ice. One man in the cornfields of Iowa, so smart, so smart. Best friends torn apart by a football rivalry. Can they overcome their mutual disagreements and find out that they're really best friends? Ice and corn, ice and corn, who can win in the ice and corn? They're best friends, but they also have different goals. Ice and corn, ice and corn, ice and corn. RRR yeah. is next on the Pot of Dreams. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pod of Dreams. If you listen, we will pod. I'm Ben, here with Eric. We are talking about RRR. And no, we're not no, complaining about George R. R. Martin's inability to write books. It's a Indian movie on Netflix. A lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Eric, how tortured were you watching this movie? Oh, man. I, 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 I'm struggling so much to f- figure out the words to use. Because... I don't want to sound like some ignorant film bro guy that's like, I didn't love this movie because, you know, it's they're Indian and they don't speak English. and nah, nah. I don't want to sound like that, even though I may come across that way. And I, I'm sorry if I do. Um, I did not love this movie. I had general gen- genuine issues with a lot of the things in it. There were things I liked about it, though. Um I don't understand why it's getting this like rave reviews. People seem like they're they're unable to criticize this movie. And I don't understand why. Cause it's not perfect. It's definitely not a perfect movie. It's culturally different and that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. It's really fun and it's different. I think those are probably the two biggest reasons why if you probably watch a lot of Indian films, this might not seem that different to you, but um, not you specifically, but any person Um, to me, Stylistically, it was very, very different than a lot of movies I've seen, and it was just a really, really, really good time. Yes, it it looked really cool. It looked really cool. Like the visuals, the filmmaking, I think was cool. A lot of slow motion, kind of like a John Woo movie where just about every goddamn thing is in slow motion. It was like a cartoon at times, like uh, some of the the aesthetic, which I it's fun. I didn't. This wasn't a problem for me. Like it was. But I've read. like a guy, Adam Neiman on The Ringer, who's a, I'm a big fan of him as a film critic, was like, basically, and I've seen other people write about this, that this movie makes like Marvel movies seem useless and just trite. And like, I, I don't understand how you could watch this and think that. I don't, I don't get that. Like well, I, see, I, I don't love Marvel movies. Okay, way more fun than the vast majority of Marvel movies. But I don't know, it, here's my thing though: if <laughs> if a Marvel movie was like this, people would lose their fucking minds. Well, they, who, do you, who do you think the people are that like this movie? Do you think the people that love Marvel movies are the same people that love RRR? 
I bet there's some overlap. This is like a 92% around tomatoes. Most Marvel movies have like a 70, 80% around tomatoes. Like, right. But I, I think the overlap is probably less than you're thinking it is. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are burnt out, sick of Marvel. We're like, we're bored with the factory of movies, but there's a hardcore contingent of people that just love everything that Marvel does. And this is so different from what Marvel does that people would hate it. It wouldn't be what they want. Marvel's created this like streamlined product where, with very minor variances, all their movies kind of look and feel very similar. And this is different than that. That's why I think a lot of film people are really excited about it because it's this massive palate cleanser. But the look and feel movie. isn't the problem I have with this movie. I think it looks cool. And I, I mean, I think the cultural stuff is super cool, like the Indian independence. and oh, I love the British, yeah. the evil British colonizers. It's a fantastic great. villain. It's great. They're absolutely superb, evil Although, I do have questions. Is, isn't this movie kind of like... So this movie takes place in the 20s, right? 1920s? 1920, I think right at 1920, yeah. And and Gandhi is in the 40s, so Gandhi's like 20 years later, right? I don't. I mean, Gandhi's alive. I don't know what he's doing then. Um, he becomes really famous and starts really doing a lot of stuff in the 50s. I mean, all I know about Gandhi really is from the movie Gandhi, so I could have it. But he might be a lawyer at this time, or he's in but school. He's not referenced in this movie at all, right? Like, there's no... No, he didn't. no, this is before he really, really became, like, a cultural leader of India. He's it, definitely it, before responsible for a lot of Indian Indians India's independence from Britain, right? I mean, that, that was what Gandhi was, yeah, he, well, he was working I mean, for. He was, yeah, and he was uh, pa- like a, a aggressive pacifism. But that's my point. So like, this movie, right? This movie's about violence. It's about arming the people to fight against the British, which isn't that the antithesis of what Gandhi eventually goes and works towards? Sure. This this is a fun. So it's it tells you on the front end how it's nonsense. I mean, this is, whole thing is fabricated and silly. I mean, those guys actually existed. But this whole friendship is made up in terms of it happening this way. Obviously, all the crazy stuff they did was not like this. Um, so it's like a Tarantino movie. It's like a kind hist- of, yeah, historical a bit, yeah. fiction movie. Kind of like if you're looking at Django Unchained and you're like, wow, these white slave owners are awful. I'm going to create a fictional narrative in which the black... It actually has sort of the comic-y violence that Tarantino has adopted in a lot of his movies, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a more even more cartoonish than Tarantino, I think, but it's not serious. I don't look at this and hardly think, oh man, this is like what actually would happen to these people and their bodies. It's just kind of goofy. And but silly. they all play it serious. The characters, the actors, like this is, there's no comedy in this movie really, is there? No, but the, but the, um, it's heightened. No, but everything's bombastic and over the top. They play it straight, but tonally everything is amped up way high. I mean, it's absurd. All of it's absurd. Like I don't take it very seriously. Maybe other people do. But the scene when they save the kid, right? And they like look at each other, and one guy rides a horse, and they do this crazy swinging thing. It's ludicrous. It's silly well, and fun. The first scene where we meet was it Ra- Raj? Ram. Ram. So they call him Ram. Ram is the guy who he's training. He's a British officer. He's an Indian right. man, but in the British Army. And, and yes. our introduction to him is he's an officer. They're in this like caged in encampment. And a guy throws a rock. By thousands of Indian people who are really mad that they arrested one of their leaders. Right. And somebody throws a rock and knocks over some picture of some British twat. Who cares? But the guy usually says, arrest that man. And everybody's like, are you serious? And then Ram steps up 
and he jumps out and just does all this craziness. He fights well, no, the whole movie. It's crazier directly. than that. He runs and jumps over the fence into this mob of it's people. It's like a superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nonsense. We're not we're not in reality straight from the get go. I, I didn't for a second think this movie was taking the content seriously. Really, I mean, they're not making jokes. They're not quippy like a Marvel movie. If you like quips, there's no quips in this. But tonally, it's ludicrous right off the bat. It doesn't. No, there's no changing the tone. It's just ludicrous. From and the I, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm I was, on board. I was on, I, I, that scene was like, I'm hooked. This is all right. I'm on board. This is fun. This is crazy. This is ludicrous. Yes, this is what I want. I was absolutely hooked from that. That I don't know how long that scene was. Ten minutes or whatever. And then when we see Beam, where he's like chasing down a tiger, like it punches the tiger, like. Like that's cool too. I I enjoyed that. Like that was a cool introduction to the, oh, both of these characters. Heroes, right? Yeah, yes. it's cool. Yeah. And then they start singing and dancing, and that's where I wanted they to don't blow my brains out. That early, I don't think. Well, they, they become best cool. friends. It's like then it becomes this buddy movie, which I was I was kind of they were kind of losing me with that. It's like oh okay, so now we're just watching these two guys just become best friends, and and it's so crazy because. They you know they're fi- they're basically trying to fight each other. The one guy is trying to stop beam from yeah let's let's take a step back because even then before even meet ram we were first introduced to the villains we see british colonizers at this village outside of delhi somewhere and a a girl is like giving like a little like henna tattoo or whatever on this british woman who's played by the woman who was the evil nazi in the last crusade that's her oh is that Uh, her for real yes yes that's her yes i mean i don't want to spoil my uh Holy shit, she looks different. A lot of work was yeah, done to that I, lady. Sure. It's yes, there's it's been a few decades. But that's who that is. We're reprising her role as an evil bitch this time. British. Ends up giving two coins. They kidnap her basically. We get introduced to the governor of India, you know, the uh, the colonial India, who doesn't want a bullet wasted on the mother who's trying to get her daughter back. And we find out later that this village has they call them sheep. This is the words that the film uses, but they have a shepherd who just doesn't let any of the stock flock stray. So he's going to go find the girl and bring her back. That's what his mission is. Ram, on the other side, we see him as a as a officer in the British military. He's Indian, but he's working with the British. We find out later that he's ultimately going well, right. to try to get. What what we know about him initially is he his number one goal is to rise in the ranks in the British Army. We like don't that's know all why. we know we about him. We don't know why. Yeah. We assume it's going to be. It's not just that he loves the British, but we don't know till later. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I, I was I like, assume, oh, okay. I assumed we weren't hearing about the some British guy who loved Britain. And anyway, I, I assumed it wasn't that case. I assumed there was a, a real reason why he was that motivated. I like that they didn't disclose that up front. The I thought that was kind of interesting. No, I yeah. agree. I like that we get that later. We find out later that his dad um, saw how the British treated the Indians and learned how to use guns and was teaching all of everybody in this village to use guns. Um, they were attacked. So Ram saw the British murder his father, his brother, and his mom. And he's, his goal has just been to like deep cover, basically, so he can get access to the cache of guns. And then get the people in his village to like murder a bunch of British people is really what his goal is. Um, but yeah, we don't find that out till uh, almost two thirds of the way through the movie, just a little over halfway, I think. Um, but no, I like the reveal that it's slow. We don't really know his motivation. We know that he's really intense. Um, but yeah, so, so Ram is then assigned to find Beam because the the British know that Beam's trying to find this, bring this girl back. 
And so yeah. they're like, go find this guy, kill him, or, or bring him dead or alive. And or bring if he brings him alive, he becomes an officer or whatever, like whatever his deal was. And so he's trying to hunt down this beam guy, and then he he runs into beam because they both save this kid at the same time on the bridge, which I thought was kind of cool. It was, it was a little over oh, the top. I thought, I thought they're they're meat cute. I thought it was ludicrous, but fun. Like okay. And then and then it's like it's like step brothers. It's like hey, did we just become best friends? Yep. And they're just hanging out, like riding on each other's backs, just doing all sorts of weird stuff. And then they start singing and dancing. There's and one singing and dancing scene, which I love. Which is like Again, 40 minutes long. It was. You're going to hate it. Well, everything's 40 minutes long in this movie. It's a three hour long movie. And the biggest criticism I'm going to have is that it is just too long. Way too to long. Trim it down. Trim it down. Trim some of the fat off. Not that there's any, I, I don't, there's no part that I probably hate as much as you hate that scene. I, I thought it was fun and silly, but it's basically a musical at that point. Like we're, we step out of an action movie and now we're in a silly musical, which is just always going to be off-putting to you. Yes. Um, but we see uh, two narrative threads, right? He's trying to figure out where the girl is. That's, that's uh, Beam. And then Ram is trying to find the guy that's looking for the girl and they don't know that they're against each other at this point. So they're just friends. Except that. Ram has a photo, which you explained to me on a, uh, when we talked earlier, is, isn't of Beam. It's of Beam's, like, buddy. Yes, and he's, the one he's that's to, Right, the guy that ran away. So he has this photo. But, like, he's seen how badass Beam is because they saved the kid together. They jumped over a bridge and swung around to this whole crazy-ass, like, kung fu thing. And he knows that the, the guy searching for the girl is this badass because he's, like, killing all these all these soldiers, why did he never once think, wait a second, you know, this guy that just showed up here who's also a badass, almost as badass as me, is he maybe the guy I'm looking for? Like, never once crossed his mind. And then Beam, who knows Rom is looking for somebody, never assumed, wait, maybe he's looking for me. I I don't think you really care about this plot. Um, I do. I I was so confused by it. It's like, just silly. They say what's happening. I mean, I did the song bit intro at the beginning of this podcast. There's a song when they first meet, like, oh, here's it's setting up this goofy Shakespearean tragedy. I mean, is, is the it's like Shakespeare, but but goofy. Oh, they're best friends, but they don't know that they have different goals. It's a silly setup. It's not very serious, really. Um, but everybody but in the movie is serious as a heart attack. That's fine, but the, the tone can be... Look, I... Everybody's serious in Toxic Avenger, but it's not a serious movie. Nobody makes quips. Nobody looks at the camera, but it's still heightened. This isn't satirical in the way that Toxic Avenger is. It's not a spoof, but the whole style is bombastic and and silly and ludicrous. It's basically, that's the setup of this movie. Do the filmmakers expect you to laugh at how ridiculous this stuff is? Or do they think like, wow, that's really cool? I I laughed. I thought it was silly in a fun way. it, it even if they were serious and thought the drum was serious, part of why it worked is because it's just so silly and over the top, ludicrous in every way. In the musical number, in their like friendship as their best buddies, and a song plays about how they're best friends, but it's a big tragedy, um, and they're headed for this conflict, fire and ice. They're gonna meet. What's gonna happen when fire and ice meet? Ugh, or fire and water, whatever it is. Uh, it's silly. It's goofy. It, to me, it's like if you wanted to make a, a movie about like George Washington or something, and he's like doing this like cartoonish fighting and murdering thousands of British people um, to, for American independence, but you just said it 20 years before the war. I mean, 
you could do all kinds of goofy stuff. That That's how I saw it the whole way through. I didn't take it seriously for one second in a real serious, oh, we're having a serious conversation. We're doing serious things seriously. This is a silly, crazy, we're imagining these two Indian heroes having this insane set of adventures in But then there's this like overly sentimental sentimentality to this movie. But everything's that's... over the top, including the saccharine melodrama nonsense. Uh, the dancing sequence is over the top. Um, yes, the friendship sequence is over the top. The when people meet people is over the top. When Ram is in prison. I mean, it might as well be a soap opera the way they act. It kind of is. There's, yes, there's a melodrama. There's, and that's probably the elements of this you most don't like. It's just I, I didn't connect with it. I didn't connect with it. Grafted on top of it. It's all goofy and absurd to me. And it's fun. Right? You can watch a movie like Den of Thieves where dudes are talking about high school football teams and doing other nonsense and you think this is really silly and fun. I don't feel that way about Den of Thieves. But But I can acknowledge that it's stupid. I mean, like... Let me use the word stupid if you need to hear that from me. It's kind of stupid, but in a way that's fun. I think it's also kind of knowingly stupid. I mean, the way, like, we talked about Fast and the Furious movies before. Those movies are patently absurd. It's about family. Family and warriors. Yeah, those are, it's like, high-budget bad movies. Is that, I mean, is that what you consider this? A high-budget kind of, bad movie? Kind of. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Um, it's being silly. Uh, it's doing melodrama stuff that you don't want probably or but I, that's what i see it i was bursting out laughing when so being like busts into like halfway through the movie he figures out where the girl is and because we get this silly tragedy ram helps him set get set up with a british woman who ends up telling him where the girl is that he needs to find and then ram gets bit by a snake and uh, being like cures him from the poison so this is all like shakespearean silliness right this is just silly but they burst through to this british party they're having and we we see earlier that he was capturing a tiger we didn't know what for and we see somebody like shoving a big slab of meat into like this dark room where the tiger's kept he busts out of this the back of this truck and lets all of these wild all, we see all in slow motion yeah airs, and he jumps out with them and it's slow-mo it's so absurd i was giddy that whole time i was just laughing at how insane dumb silly all of it was i guess maybe that that was my problem i think maybe then i was just i didn't look at it as like this is like a stupid ass movie and i should just be having fun with it because i didn't know it was like is that is that what it's is that what it's going for like is that why people so. like this so much? Because they just like a like absolutely the dumbest movie. It's a well-made dumb bad movie. I, okay. I think uh, that's that's how I view it. I I don't take its themes particularly seriously because it's not seriously looking at colonialisms or how both of these guys I think got killed fighting the British at some point, and none of the stuff that they did they could have done. I mean they're basically like gods in this narrative. It's so goofy. Yeah, without they're not superheroes. They're just men. But, they're but, they, but yeah. they are superheroes. They're as strong I mean, they as do, Captain America, you know. Yeah. They do crazy stuff. Uh, it's just so outlandish and fun. That's that's what I had. I mean, I, I had fun with the Gooby Dance season where they're the British guys like Tango, Marengo, and then they just do some crazy dancing and have a dance off. That shit works for me. I like that goofy. That that's kind of scene that's never gonna work for you, Eric. 
It was a oh. dance-off. You know, that's just not your style. But it was a stupid, fun version of that. And they get to have a little cultural battle with the British. Oh, yeah, you think you can... Well, you, can you do this style of dance? Well, then he's a good friend. Ram, you know, falls so his buddy can win the dance and look cool in front of the woman. And it's just, just silly. In the end, he's like... They, it's a team of British special ops in this forest. And he has arrows, which don't seem to run out. And he... It's from incredible distances. Well, and he's all of Hawkeye. a sudden, he's basically Hawkeye. He's basically Hawkeye, but all of a sudden he has long hair now for no no re- like they don't explain why after like one day it, the dude a, has. I think it's we got to. I'm gonna acknowledge ignorance. I think it, there's some Hindu cultural stuff here that doesn't land because I don't know it very well. But we see the picture of that there's like a statue of some Hindu deity I think, which ultimately has those arrows. I don't know if you remember, like... Yeah, um, no, I do, yeah, I remember that's where that. That's he gets the outfit on, and I think they're... These but are before the that, he gets captured, because he t- turns on the British and helps beam, and that's when you reveal, like, oh, he's his whole plan was not to help the British, his whole plan was to really rise to power and then give the weapons back to his people. But then he's captured... And all of a sudden, he's got long hair. Like in the when he's captured, there's no. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was in there for months or years or whatever. He, we don't, he's in there for a while, I, long enough. What I don't care. I mean, of all the dumb things in the movie, that's not the most. It's just dumb. another like, okay, these dudes got long hair now. Like, all right, whatever. Like, no, they they get reunited and then they become even super duper heroes. Like, yeah. his legs are fine. He's been cooped up in like right. solitary confinement for days. His legs would have trouble working. Well, his muscles wouldn't have been used. And they tortured him, and you know, and then he couldn't walk. He broke his leg when they slammed him to the ground, and then all of a sudden he's running around fine, shooting arrows. Like no explanation. Yes, we're defying logic, but we're just saying bye bye to logic. And again, he's sniping British dudes from all over the place. It it is beyond ridiculous. Our final conclusion is they like drive a motorcycle into like a bunch of fireworks that explode the British governor mansion killing everybody i mean it's just ultimately he gets to shoot the guy who thought a bullet wasn't worth you know i mean just insane crazy stuff so i'd say if you thought this was like a serious film exploring serious themes maybe the only time it gets kind of close is when the guy's being tortured that's the one time where it seemed to get a little bit serious to me because beam is captured yeah it's like braveheart for a minute yeah it is braveheart um, it absolutely it's Braveheart for a minute. He gets tortured, and it's a, obviously it's a powerful moment for Ram because he sees what's going on and he sees how everybody reacts to it. That's the one time where it gets kind of serious. That's after that though. That's the only time where I'm like, this is we're even remotely in any kind of land of of okay. realness. So I, I do. Have, I have to. I have to say, I, you're you're making a case that I think I was watching the movie the wrong way. I, I think, think you're that, looking for something serious, exploration yep. of something about Indian independence. And that's good to know. It's good to know. Going, I didn't know anything really about this. It, I, it's good to know that what mo- what kind of movie you should be looking for. And I, I guess I was maybe looking for the wrong movie. The other thing, I, so it took me like three different sittings to finish this movie. So I yeah, started it on my phone. No. The circumstances, I was in Iowa. And I, whatever. I also, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm like an hour into this movie. And I hear one of them talk, and I'm like, God damn it, that sounds like Spanish. Oh, like, why are they speaking Spanish? Portuguese. Did it default to the Portuguese? Did it default to the Portuguese, yes. Uh, it did to me, too. I was like, what the hell? This It was it was giving me weird language for the Indian folks, the yes. British folk. And I was like, this yeah, doesn't... I mean, I, I'm no linguistic. I don't know for sure. I'm dumb-dumb, but it, this doesn't sound right. And they're like, 
Brazilian Portuguese is the default? What is yeah. that about now? So That's, then when I switched it to, to the Hindi or Hindu, like then obviously they're speaking their native language, but like the British people were all speaking English in the actual version of the movie. Like, cause of course they would be, cause they're British, right? That makes perfect sense. So that, that kind of cleared up a little bit of like what I was saying. Like nobody's speaking English. It didn't, the, the voiceover was so off. It didn't match up at all, but it's cause it was like a Portuguese voiceover. Of course it's not going to match up. They're not speaking Portuguese. Yeah. No, I had the same problem. I don't I was, That's a weird Netflix. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Fix your stuff. Netflix. Why would you default to that? It, yeah. We're in, it didn't make any sense. Um, no, to me, this is like, or let's say you like wanted to have an origin story for Alexander Hamilton or something, and you made him like fight a bunch of pirates before he like went to school in New York. And then York he starts or, rapping. Yeah. Sure, fine. It's it's silly. You're like he's such a badass, and then in the end he uses his logic, his words to defeat or whatever. I mean, it'd but be silly, it'd be ludicrous. Hamilton is serious. He's trying to make a serious point about not only our past but also our present. It's you're not meant to laugh at what they're doing. This movie is not serious, and it sounds like I am meant to just laugh at how ridiculous and stupid it is. I think so. Yeah, I think so. So, um, and, and forgive me if uh, so. Is that's not like offensive to people that made this movie? Yeah, that so only Americans can make big. I'm, I'm not really not trying to call you a name. Like Americans, we we accept that. The movie industry will make big dumb movies for us, like Fast and the Furious, and we're like, yeah, it's just a big dumb movie. I, I think other countries can do that as well. Um, Absolutely, if that's what they're going for. And, and I, I've seen very few Bollywood movies. They're, I think, notoriously bombastic and absurd and ridiculous and extravagant and nonsense um, in a fun way, in a, a fun nonsense for people that love them. Um, not in a, we're really deep. There might be some serious stuff in there a little bit, but it's just nonsense. Um, I, I understand you probably don't like the movie Mamma Mia, for example, like the, with the, no, the album. I, I can't watch it. it. My, my daughter watched it. I, it hurt my head. I that, that's fine. That's a you, that's a you thing. That's a big, silly, dumb movie, right? It's just ludicrous. Uh, they, there's actual plot, but who cares? We're just coming up with dumb reasons to sing Abba songs. Right, that, that's what's happening in that movie. And this was kind of a Bollywood movie, but they decided they were just going to go big, dumb action um, and really over-the-top craziness. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't take it but like, seriously. Like, uh, Hard Boiled. Have you ever seen that movie, Hard Boiled? This, this no, I, John I, I've thought about doing it for this podcast okay. before, but it's very hard to find. Hard to find. But, like, so the, I, action, I the action in that movie is... Absolutely insane. Like the things they do, the the sequences are uh, very similar to this. But the rest of the movie is incredibly serious. They're like, they, it's not meant to be laughed at. You're meant to watch. Like Jackie Chan, you're not. Uh, Jackie Chan's kind of he's comical a bit, but like. Some of the Bronx, Bronx is pretty silly. I mean, yes, there's serious stuff happening in the. So Jackie Chan's not a great example, but a lot of those a like lot of kung, comedy. kung fu movies are not meant to be funny, but they are just because like what they're doing is so ridiculous. And sure. is that is that a, like I also thought about this as like an Indian kung fu movie some right. some of the time. Some but like Indian is that offensive for me to be laughing at that? That like Why? I find that funny and they it's not meant to be funny to them. I don't know. I I, I it's it's like I the, mean, room, I, I the it was, room. Like that guy thought he was making this amazing masterpiece, and we're I laughing think at him. Exactly the movie they were making. I, I don't think this is like a so bad that we're laughing at somebody who's trying and really inept. I think this is somebody who knew what they were doing, 
They knew it would be big and silly and ridiculous and over the top every step of the way. Okay. And that's part of the fun. I mean, I, I felt I was laughing with the movie, not so much at it. Okay. I guess is the difference I would say. Like, I'm laughing at the room when the tiger and the jet leopard, and like I said, at one point, he gets a, a leopard jumps on his back and he just grabs it and throws it at a dude. I burst out laughing. Like, I had to pause it because I was just laughing so hard. And I don't think I was. I don't think the movie was like, this is so serious. It's like, let's crazy. Let's get crazy. Let's have them throw the leopard. Like, let's do it. Let's have the other guy have like a flaming wheel or whatever. Like, saying, and punch a tiger. I don't think it's doing You that. mentioned Fast and the Furious. They're not trying to make those funny. Like, if you ask Justin Lin or whoever this guy that direct, like, he's like, this uh, is an amazing action movie. Vin Diesel thinks he's making masterpiece action movies. Vin Diesel might think that. Justin Lin knows the kind of movie he's making, I think. He knows that he's making a big, dumb action movie and more and more bombastic. If there's well, tanks falling from the sky... Who's the guy that, that made Ma- Malignant? Who's the Malignant guy? Is that, that Justin Lin? I think so. Did, did Justin Lin do Aquaman? Uh, whoever that director is. Yeah. I, if it's Justin Aquaman. Lin or not, Aquaman, Malignant, that same... He's done some Fast and the Furious movies. Malignant's a whole other thing, but that, that's, that movie's a fascinating. That movie confuses me in the way that maybe... Uh, RRR confused you. Yes, uh, that's uh, what I was going to say. It's very similar in that way. Is like, do they think this is good? Because it's not. This is awful in a way that's funny. It makes weird choices that I don't... See, this movie makes... RRR makes... We're going to make crazy choices every step of the way. We're going to make this as crazy as possible. We're going to stretch credulity every chance we get. Where we're not... To me, the whole the whole time. I, other than... other than Okay, it's, it, it's serious. He's being tortured. And people are getting really, really mad. Uh, there needs to be this one moment of like soul searching, and Ram needs to realize, oh, I'm conflicted. Okay, fine. But even that's still really dramatic and over the top. Um, it's just a little bit serious that time. Um, James James I mean, Wan is the person we're thinking of. He's go. he's the Aquaman malignant and Fast and the Furious movies. Justin Lin, I think, is the guy that just quit the most recent Fast and the Furious movie. But see, you like Aquaman. I remember you talking about it. You thought Aquaman is dumb but a lot of fun. Yes, right? dumb but a lot of fun. It's so stupid, doesn't make. And even my daughter, do- I watched it with my daughters. Even they were like, "Dad, this is really stupid." I'm like, "Yeah, it's stupid, but it's kind of fun." Okay, so that that's me and RRR, and I do think it's slightly better made than uh, than um, Aquaman, but they're very similar to me okay. in terms of. And I, I, I enjoy Aquaman too. I, I gotta I, say. I I have to take this Indian film very seriously because serious things are happening and I've got to learn stuff. And this is like me eating vegetables and I'm learning cultural things and I'm, blah, blah, blah. I don't do that happening at all. And I said, yeah. there's probably a whole element of, of Hindu culture that I'm not even catching that they're basically like, Oh, we're versions of these Hindu deities that exist in our, you know, culture and that we value that I probably didn't catch. There's probably that element of that too. Um, I will 100% admit I watched this movie the wrong way. That's what that's what happened. I watched it the wrong way. Oh wow, okay. Uh, that, I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm kind of shocked, Eric. Um, I mean, I, not that you're going to rewatch a three-hour movie ever in your life. Um, but if you just watch it as a dumb movie, it's really dumb and fun and refreshing in a way that's I think really engaging. You're still going to hate the dance off. Um, and, and then, then the, at the end of the movie, there's like another 20 minute dance sequence. So yeah, that's over the credit. That that's where it's like, oh, this is very Bollywood. I, I don't know them that one, but they just a big ludicrous musical number starring all the people, uh, not the British people. Well, I don't think. And and Beam when he's getting tortured, he starts singing. You know, 
So I mean, there, there's sure. there is a fair amount of singing in the movie. Well, yeah, and there's I mean, there's songs that go over. I mean, it's not diegetic some of the times. It's just we get it as the audience, but it's all ludicrous to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, this is pure joy, silly craziness. Like I just had fun with it the whole way through. It is too long. It gets exhausting. There are parts that I would. I mean, I don't. I'm not an editor, but it, like, man, can you chop a half hour off of this thing somehow? Um, and if you have to chop off the musical number, I mean, I loved it, but it's so that safety. Is is this director around. like a really big deal in India? Do you know? I, is, he like, I know is he like the Steven Spielberg of of Indian film? I have no idea. I mean, this is the most expensive Indian movie ever produced. Like, it costs more to make. Um, like, I, I've been looking at the poster. I'm like, this is just utter insanity. Um, I was going to say, and Adam Neiman wrote a little piece on this. He, he mentioned this guy's his other movie as he had it as this, one of his favorite, I think, favorite films overall from the 2010s. So I guess maybe he's, you know, this amazing film. Maybe it was nominated. You think this will get nominated for Best like Foreign Film? I think so. It's a movie that's really popular. Um, people really like it's really fun it's different it's like and certainly uh but, the th- there, but there is there's a perfect example if this movie wins a fucking oscar like an academy award for this like insane movie that you're saying is basically like a, a better version of aquaman does that sure. is that valid is that uh, just that this movie would win such a prestigious award being like camp and soap opera e sentimentality like that confuses me if if we're gonna award this this award that goes to you know the, some supposed to be the greatest films that are released to this movie that's well, ridiculous well, Erica, at some point we need to have an oscar special um well we will you know, leading up to the oscars we'll get into you, it you and i can argue about the validity of the oscars Okay, and validity is one thing. Intent, the intent of the Oscars is to award... Uh, to me, awarding a movie that's fun, that people love, that people enjoy... But that's not what the Oscars do. That's not what they do. They do not... Endgame did not, wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Avatar didn't win an Oscar, or didn't win Best Picture. Like Sure, but I don't know that it'll win. It's going to depend on the competition. I just think there's a really good chance it'll be one of the five, or I don't know if they do more for that category... Um, whatever they call it now, they don't, you know, they correctly don't call it, um, it's not called picture in a, I, I, it's not, it's not foreign language film. It's something else these days, but is it international? Um, I, uh, I don't know. It may be international. It, I, I'm just saying it'll be nominated. I don't know if it'll win. Um, I, if this, uh, if this movie were to win, I, it, from a, like grand scope of things, like, Hey, we can celebrate movies that aren't serious isn't a problem to me for the Oscars, but we can celebrate movies that are fun, that make people happy, that make people enjoy life. We don't have to only celebrate movies that are serious, which reflect on tragedy and suffering or help us understand, uh, you know, uh, of the nature of others' existence and how hard their lives are. We don't have to only celebrate those kinds of movies. Um, I mean, Return of the King won Best Picture in 2003, that's a movie that takes itself way more seriously than this movie. Sure. That's also just silly fun. Really, yeah, the guy slides down an elephant, uh, you know, at one point. Oh, that yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. And that's of course a celebration for the whole trilogy, really, in some ways. So it happens. We, I mean, it, it. You know, you could go through. It doesn't happen a ton. 
I would argue that in the past, probably, I mean, comedies don't ever win Best Picture. That's silly to me. Comedies can be really transcendent and amazing, uh, but it just doesn't happen. Um, which is part of why it's tough for me to take the Oscar seriously when it feels like they've got to reward the most important quote of Music- movie. Musicals have been recognized. Uh, yeah, not for a long time. Oh, no, Chicago was maybe the last one. No, yeah, Follow Land didn't win. It lost to Moonlight. That's right. Um, and they used to get worded a lot more in the 60s, a bunch of, you know, uh, was it Oliver beat out 2001, I think, in 1968? That's ridiculous. Um, uh, so it used to happen more. Westerns, you should get more love. I mean, styles come and go. But I don't view it as a tragedy. I mean, if you think there's a better movie than RRR that should have won, fine. That's fine. I, I don't know what the nominees are. But I, I, I think this will be nominated. And if it won, I think, hey, this is like, to me, a well-made, silly, dumb movie. And that's fine. That's totally valid to me. Um, but like a, a Fast and Furious movie is never never going to be recognized at, at the Academy Well, Awards. I don't think any of the Fast and Furious movies are quite as good as this, but... I mean, this is a really good version of a dumb movie is, is really how I would put it. Okay. It's a well-made, stupid movie. Um, and all the Fast and Furious seem to be indistinguishable from each other. This feels unique, even if it's not that unique, even if it's just the only one that we've seen over here in the U.S. This feels very different. Um, and there's a whole melodramatic part of it that isn't there in the Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious doesn't have musical numbers. This has got, you know, elements. They should. Of, what if they did? What if the next one does have like a I would, extended I would like Vin Diesel dance? Fans would be like, why are they singing? This is stupid. I want action. I want them punching each other. I want The Rock punching a missile or whatever happens. But, you know, um, the Mission Impossible you know, movies are crazy. You got Tom Cruise jumping out of airplanes and like, those are insane. Oh, yeah. Sure. And they'll get nominated. They probably won't win. If your point is like an action movie should win, that's fine. Um, I don't know. Now we're having a totally different discussion about the Academy Awards, but um, I still think it's better than all these these movies. I, I think it's just really fun and crazy, and it's got so much mixed in. It's got the musical element, the Bollywood element, kung fu mixed in. Um, just yeah, absolutely. Ins- I mean. You've seen Commando, right? Yes, uh, I've seen Commando. So I think it happens from the very beginning, right? The scene where he's just with his daughter, Alicia, Alyssa Milano, right? Yep. Um, they're like feeding ice cream to a deer. It's outlandish, right? Um, where we're seeing just how much he loves his daughter right at the beginning before she's... I mean, it's just crazy. Um, Commando's super entertaining. I'm not knocking it. It's yeah, but you're laughing at those movies. Cobra, another example. He cuts a slice of pizza with scissors. Like that movie makes no sense. And, sure. Let's say you've seen those movies and you know you think I, well, I want to make one of those kind of movies, but I, I also know I'm going to just but be a little more known. I don't about think it. either That's of funny. those people making those movies realized they were making a movie that people were going to laugh at because that's fine. You could see somebody who stumbles into something that's entertaining and say, I'm going to copy that, and they're not going to understand, like, they didn't know, but I know, and this is fun and, and crazy. And also, there's probably an element of Indian films probably have a little bit more of a strain in their movies than, than we do over here generally, or they have their own style, their own way of making a silly, bombastic movie. I, I guess I, mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't know I could laugh at it. I didn't know if that was okay. That's Maybe that's because I'm ignorant. I, I laughed multiple times. It was like, this is bonkers, this is ludicrous. 
I verbalized that several times to myself, even when I didn't laugh. It was like, oh my goodness, dance sequence. Holy cow. Um, so you, you stick it to that big, dumb British guy with that stupid, that knockoff old guy. You you own him on the dance floor. Let's see it. Um, Should we do a dance-off right now, you and me, right here? I would love to do a dance-off with you. I challenge you to do a fucking dance-off, Eric. With the suspenders? A little suspender dance? However, I I don't even know. How do you dance? Have you ever danced? I have seen you dance, and you have seen me dance at a wedding. At least one wedding. We've been to one wedding together. I didn't think you danced. I thought you sat at the table judging people for dancing. I danced the whole time. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. I, fair enough, I don't remember. Your dancing didn't leave an impression on I didn't fight a tiger, but I danced. Do you want to do Letterbox? I mean, you're in a weird spot where you kind yeah. of think that I'll you give you my, my actual rating that I had. Okay. It's I gave it a two and a half. But sure. again, okay. that was my... I like the action. I thought the action was super cool. I like some of the sequences. The dancing and singing really took me out of it. And I, like I said, I think I was just watching it the wrong way. I, my brain so you was. Thought in you were, this is a movie that was trying to be serious and failing. Yes. What you thought was that? Hundred percent. Okay. I was like, do oh. they think this is good? Because this is not good. This is ridiculous, and I can't connect with it in any way. If I had just been like, wow, look at how dope it is that he's punched a lion, and like, this is stupid, and these people are acting crazy, and they're like, it's like a soap opera that. It makes no sense why they're speaking and running in slow motion constantly and just laugh at it like you would. Like Face Off. Face Off's a movie I love, but I laugh when at how stupid it is. Somewhere Over the Rainbow comes on in the middle of that fight, right? Yeah. Isn't there like a kid and then doves fly? And yeah. it might have been trying to be serious, but that's you just watch that and you're like, oh my god, that's so ridiculous. Why is he stopping in the middle of this action scene to try to make us reflect not to, on John Woo, Not to pick on John Woo, but like um, Mission Impossible 2, back to Mission Impossible. Like, there's doves flying. Half of that movie's in slow motion. It's ridiculous. But I love it, and uh, it's funny, and I enjoy it. Maybe I, I just should have been watching this movie that way, and that's that's my fault. That's on me. But I think you would have liked it more, because to me, I very quickly, I mean, e- even before we saw any of it, the credits were like, this is all fictional. This is all made up. This is, other than, like, the location, this is about the only part of the movie that actually reflects reality. Um... I was like, all right, and then from the get-go, this is a movie that's being silly and fun and is succeeding at that. So I, I, I'm of four stars, um, maybe even four and a half. Um, it's just too long. That's the only thing. Is it, t- it took me a couple of sessions to get it, through it. It's over three hours. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it's just too long. If it were shorter, and the, the villains are ludicrous, I mean, like, I have no idea what the British colonials were actually like. Maybe they were that vile and evil. Totally possible. I have no clue. I'm not claiming they were better people than we saw on the screen. You're not going to put some respect on the British Empire on the day the Queen dies? But they were cartoonish villains. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like, they steal a girl. The guy keeps saying, don't waste a bullet. That bullet, it was built by an Englishman across the sea, and it cost one pound. Find another way. And it just outlandish cruelty and awfulness kidnapping a girl and making her like sing to you. I mean, it's just terrible. Um, and they're all just like the awful, awful for no reason too. They didn't explain why they wanted that girl. Like why they just let her go. She just wanted to, like, she just wanted to impress her British friends. I mean, that was it. Like she had her other friends get little tattoos and have her sing. 
I want to have this little curiosity because I'm not spoiled as this like functionally like the queen of India. Um, I mean, it's just awful. And then the idiot guy who didn't know his bike was stuck in reverse. And he's just got to be a dick to like cover for his own insecurity. Um, but anyway, just, just utter good stuff. Um, I mean, the scene where just people were getting mauled to death by the animals, that, that was the pinnacle of just joy and happiness. Yeah, I guess I like- that's, that's the other piece. Like, this movie is like a hard R. Like, you know, it's not oh. it's not a kid's movie in any way. Like, it is. There's a lot of violence, a lot of blood, bullets flying through people's heads. Yeah. Yes, it's, it just dives in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say four and a half. Because I, as I talk about it, I mean, I don't know. This is movie that sets out to do most of what it's trying to do it's just too much and everything is so bombastic that it's exhausting at its face on a certain level just because it's so much all the time non-stop and then it's three hours of that it's just oh maybe if you're going to be that intense all the time shorten it tighten it a little bit cut out some stuff but that's really the only serious flaw i mean it's a movie to me that is just big dumb fun and i, I don't think it's insulting to say that i don't think it's an insult to the whole of indian filmmaking to say that, I think they knew what they were doing. I think they're smart and knew how that's what they wanted to make it have crazy fun with it. So hey, you want to do five degrees? Yeah, let's do it. I can I can start. Um, so uh, I went with the Ray Stevenson, who is the English bad guy in this sure. movie. Uh, been, he's been in quite a few things. I pulled him from Thor, the original Thor movie. He's one of Thor's buddies. Oh, that's right. Okay. He's like the big fat guy that eats, or the you know, bigger guy that eats constantly in the movie. He's just constantly eating. Uh, Natalie Portman is in Thor. She's also in Thor, the Dark World. Probably the worst <laughs> Marvel movie. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment. One, one of the worst. That's uh, bad. I'm Anthony... I mean, how many Oscar winners? Anthony Hopkins is also in that. You got two Oscar winners in that movie. I'm sure the the check from Marvel cleared. I'm sure. Uh, he's in a movie called Blackway. I've never seen it. Don't know what it is. It was from like 20, 2015, so it's a newer movie, and Ray Liotta's in that with him, and Ray Liotta's in Field of Dreams. Okay. So I, interesting. Did you use a a, a white uh, a white actor? Did did you use an Indian oh, actor? I, I did. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I mean. So I went with Allison Duty, who's the the wife of the governor, um, you know, the one who decides, oh, I want her for my mantle place or just whatever awful stuff she says. Um, because she's I, I didn't go, but she's in my favorite Indiana Jones movie, The Last Crusade. She's wait, the Nazi Wait, that's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? I didn't say it's the best. I said it's my favorite because the father-son relationship has always resonated with me. I mean, it's totally subjective. My favorite is entirely what resonates the most with me i love i love that movie that movie's incredible is probably the best if you made me say what the quote-unquote best is i would say Raiders. but the one i love the most is the last crusade what if i was just like no the the crystal skull that's the best one what are you talking about i wouldn't take you seriously this would be like you saying ringo Starr is the best beetle or whatever i'd be like okay you're not making a serious point don't come easy man don't come easy you're trying to be too clever you're either trying to be too smart or you're just too stupid to talk to. Um, no, I wouldn't take it seriously for those. And there's another one that's coming out at some point. Um, no, Last Crusade's my favorite, just because, again, I always liked the, the father-son relationship and it just worked um, really well for me. But I'm not using that movie. Uh, so um, Again, Allison Duty, she's uh, not been in a ton. She kind of had a little heyday, but she was in Major League 2. Um, 
a movie I've not seen in a very, very long time. I've seen Major League One a bunch of times, and that's the one I remember better. I hardly remember Major League Two. Uh, she's Rebecca Flannery. I don't know if she's, I don't know who that is, or if she's, she's not the evil owner. I don't know who she is in it, but she's in it. Um, Tom Berenger is in Major League Two. Tom Berenger is in a movie called Gettysburg. I've never seen that, but a very long Civil Jeff War. Jeff Daniels movie. is in that. I've seen that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Um, but Martin Sheen is also in that movie, and Martin Sheen is the narrator of JFK, um, starring Kevin Costner. So that's how we got there. But you know, I use the white. I use uh, yes, I use the white people who were in a bunch of U.S. movies. I kind of looked at the two leads and was like, I don't recognize any of these movies. There might be a route on here, but boy, I wonder if if they'll start to be in American movies. I wonder if they'll start to get. Because, like, they I know a lot of the Squid Game actors, like, they've been hi- hired sure. in American movies. I wonder if that... Because this movie's kind of like a phenomenon, right? I mean, it's been, like, the biggest movie in, like, 50 countries or something like that on Netflix. Yeah. People love it. It's it's resonating with folks. I um, mean, I wonder, I like, like Box... Uh, if do you, Was it a Netflix movie, or did they just buy it? Do you, They bought they, the distribution rights, okay. um, or whatever it is. I mean, they, they didn't pay to make it. They're just like, hey, we want to have the streaming rights in the How U.S. Does, was it like just released in India, and somebody on Netflix was like, oh, this is going to be a big deal. Let's buy it and put it on our service? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was shot. They started shooting it in 2018, um, and then... Uh, I mean, yeah, and then started adding RRR to the titles in, like, 2020. Um, and it kind of is one of those, I think, also just had a hard time because of uh What were COVID. the three R's again? It was, like, what was revolution, revenge? Oh. Revenge, revolution, redemption, something like that. I don't remember what they all are. Um Oh, see, here's the director saying, Glorious Bastard is one of the biggest inspiration when it comes to my film, specifically RRR. I was shell-shocked when Hitler dies in the film. Now the film brings it off as a big surprise. So we talked about the Tarantino influence, and there it is. He's like, I'm going to make a movie that's totally ahistorical, and I'm just going to have fun with it and make it a fun movie. Yeah, I mean, so. he, li- he he likes you know sort of camp a, a bit in his movies, but... I don't. I mean, I don't think he would appreciate people laughing at the movie in the way that I think you were laughing at this movie. I don't know. Maybe well, I think, again, I feel like I was laughing with the movie, not at it. Okay. I was like, "This is crazy. We're making crazy well, choices for." Food. You know, we we talked it's about like once, when once, we see that first German officer get murdered, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just delighted to hear you say that." Seeing the bear Jew murder people as close as we come to going well, to the movies. I was just gonna That's say like. I'm smiling and laughing, having fun because it's so ludicrous. At the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like I laughed at that, I just couldn't stop laughing. I thought that was hilarious, and I think that was he was trying to make trying for it to be funny in in the way that I think maybe you're saying this movie was. Yeah, you weren't like, oh, this you thought he thought this was what would actually. Oh man, so stupid to make this. No, you were like, this is fun. It's a fun choice. Obviously, I disagreed based on the rest of the movie, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you weren't like Quentin Tarantino. What a bunch of what a dumb choice he's making. You're like, oh no, no he's I laughed incessantly when I watched that. Part. Yeah, yeah. He's smashing her face on a a phone. Like this is just ridiculous and funny. Yeah, it's more. Tar- I mean, yeah. I mean, then this is different. There's elements of Indian film that aren't in Tarantino's movies, but he saw that like, oh, you can make a movie about history and just make up whatever nonsense you want and have it be crazy and fun. Sure. So anyway, um. 
I'm a big fan of our art. If you do watch it, I recommend it. Don't take it seriously. Don't. It, it, this isn't vegetables. So much of what critics tell you is good is like, oh, this is just something boring where it's important, quote unquote, but it's not fun to watch. This is dumb and fun to watch. This is silly and ridiculous. You will not have a bad time. I, I will say, I think I think this movie in a crowded theater with a bunch of drunk people would have would be a lot more fun than like me sitting on my phone watching this. Well, of course, nobody thinks you should watch. I mean, tell David Lynch you're watching a movie on your phone and he'll chew you out. Well, um, but well, you got to do what you got to do. I just that's part of the experience that I think is why I didn't enjoy it as much. Sure, no, this is a movie. See, this is a movie you could watch at a party and drink, and yeah. people would just have fun. It wouldn't need to like catch every nuance of oh my god here he comes look at this crazy the bear just gnawed that guy's face off that horrible British officer fuck them ha so anyway Eric now it's that time of the podcast where I had a guess what we're watching next all right let's go five clues and uh, follow along and see if you can guess what movie this is I have a feeling just just to sprinkle this in there. I have a feeling you're not going to get it after all, all five clues. I don't think it's it's going to help you in any way. I don't. I, I actually I couldn't figure out a clue to give you to help you guess this movie. So okay. I don't know if that's maybe 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 I'm wrong. Maybe I'm doing too much here. But um, I'll start. Clue number one. Uh, this is a neo noir crime thriller released in 2019. And I just have to say the the term neo noir crime thriller is like. That's like my favorite genre of movie. So, okay, uh, no, no, I don't have it. Yeah. I mean, uh, this movie was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award under the category of worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. Okay, uh, okay, I'm All intrigued. Right, this, but I'm this not- is giving you more, but I still don't think this is gonna help. This movie stars Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. Stars Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. They are the stars of the movie. Neo-noir. Neo-noir from 2019 is when it was released. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't I don't think any of these clues are going to help you. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, the clue number four. The writer-director, his name is S. Craig Zoller. Nope. I'll give I'll give you the other movies he's made, Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Still I, is not helping, not, right? Yep. I've heard of Bone Tomahawk. I haven't heard of the other one. I'll give you the plot. Uh, once two overzealous cops get suspended from the force, they must delve into the criminal underworld to get their proper compensation. See, so uh, I'm, just gonna I'm gonna translate it. So they get kicked off or suspended, probably for some bullshit bureaucratic, screw the liberal lefty. You go off the force, fuck And then you, they get into crime. 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 And for then money. they get into crime to get the money that they're owed, and they're gonna somehow get their money and also stick it to the criminals in the process. I have no idea what this movie is. Yeah, like I said, I, I couldn't find a clue that I think would have helped I, you I guess this. I have not heard of this. I'm trying to think of what Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson have been in recently. I mean, Mel Gibson's been in the doghouse. Well, for a while, he made the war, the World War II movie. Vince Vaughn is also in that, but that's not the yeah. Movie. That's not that's a war movie, not a yeah. neo noir. Uh, what is this called? This movie's called Dragged Across Concrete. I'm literally 
Never heard those four words together in my entire life. Drag across concrete. It's on HBO Max. There are three words. Okay. Um, but I mentioned S. Craig Zoller. Zoller. Uh, he's a filmmaker I really like. Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99, also starring Vince Vaughn, um, are phenomenal movies. I really like them. I haven't seen this. It's it's his most recent movie, and I'm I'm excited to check it out. Dragged across concrete. No, you got to give Dragged me Dragged across pieces. concrete. I would have not ever known it. Um, okay. Dragged across concrete. So it shall be. All right, everybody. Listen. Five star download. We appreciate you listening. I was going to say, just jumped it up. We've had listeners from India. We've had some listeners pop if in there. So to tell us we, did, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Indian movies, please do. Shall tell to us. We acknowledge our ignorance and our stupidity. Help us understand more. Um, was it bad to laugh with or at this movie, depending on how you see it? Is that racist, or can we just enjoy that an Indian director made a really big, dumb, fun movie? All right, we'll, we'll just dance our way out of here. So if you're listening right now, Ben and I are just breaking down dancing. And thanks for listening. <laughs>